His Only Wife is a book that majorly had like half of his characters gaslighting the major character. And it is a book that I'm glad for because it highlights how women are pressurized into thinking that they are the ones who should carry the whole burden of their marriages. Hi guys, welcome to Reads, Rex and Reviews. My name is Chemaka, your host and the bookie Shiba girl. If this is your first time listening, take a sip, relax and let loose. To all of my OG listeners, you are lit. Hey guys, so on today's episode, um, this is episode 8 of the Redirects and Reviews podcast, and today I am going to be reviewing His Only Wife by Peace Adzomidie. I don't know if I pronounced that well, but I hope I did. I really hope I did. Um... A brief summary on what this book... So, basically, first of all, His Only Wife is the book of the month for the Indulgent Bibliophile Book Club, as you all know. I'm sure everyone knows that. And um, so, I didn't start this book until late this month, but I kept on seeing um, the members in the group chats you know, yapping on about it, people saying that they're ready to fight, they can't wait for book chat day. And I was like, okay, I needed to read this because I needed to know what the fuzz was all about. Obviously, I was going to read it, but their reactions gave me the ginger, you know. It gave me the ginger to actually say, okay, let's start reading this book. Let me pick this book up. And see how it goes. Let me pick this book up and know what the fuzz is all about on this book. And boy, was I glad I actually picked it up. Because this book, I'm ready to fight anybody. Like, I'm ready to fight any, any and everybody on this book. I don't know why this book is like this. But everything about this book just annoys me. Like, it bloody annoys me. It gave me... It's a book that reminds me of a lot of other books written by some Nigerian authors. Like, the premise of this book is just... I don't know. The characters were just annoying. I mean, I feel like the only character I would res- I could resonate with that made a lot of sense to me was actually Afi. I liked her. But the rest of them, they can just get out. So, <laughs> so basically now, I'm going to start out as usual by first off reading the synopsis of the book. Before I go straight into what my thoughts are, 
I maybe share my favorite things from the book if I have any. So I read this on my Kindle. I was so glad that I found it on Kindle Unlimited. Like I was so bloody glad. My God. Because I was thinking like, I've been on the book buying ban. So I'm thinking like, where do I want to buy this book now from? Which, which money? Because your girl is broke. And I've been looking for where I want to sell my kidney and my left breast. But you didn't hear that from me. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> and to think that this book was actually um, um, a Reese Witherspoon and Hello Sunshine book club pick. That's actually how amazing it is, really. So here's the blob. Afi Tekli is a young seamstress in Ghana. She is smart, she is pretty, and she has been convinced by her mother to marry a man she does not know. Afi knows who he is, of course. Elikem is a wealthy businessman whose mother has chosen Afi in the hopes that she will distract him from his relationship with a woman his family claims is inappropriate. But Afi is not prepared for the shift her life takes when she is moved from her small town of Ho to live in Accra, Ghana's gleaming capital, a place of wealth and sophistication where she has days of nothing to do but cook meals for a man who may or may not show up to eat them. She has agreed to this marriage in order to give her mother the financial security she desperately needs, and so she must see it through, or maybe not. His only wife is a witty, smart, and moving debut novel about a brave young woman tra traversing the minefield of modern life with its taboos and injustices, living in a world of men who want their wives to be beautiful, to be good cooks and mothers, to be women who respect their husbands and grant them forbearance. And in Afi, Peace Medier has created a delightfully spunky and relatable heroine who just may break all the rules. So yeah, that's the blurb of the book. Let's start. <laughs> so I think, um, first things first, I think I want to explore the theme. So there are various themes explored in this book themes of betrayal motherhood um there was theme of the rich versus the poor which we would see with um subsequently with um the mother auntie auntie and in yara is it yara yala yara yara her name is yara and then um there was the theme of love because afi eventually fell in love with elikim there was a theme of um, family entitlement because Elikim's family had this sense of entitlement. I mean, they actually had that sense of entitlement towards their brother, Elikim, and her son. And then there was um, the feeling of um, the theme of hard work and friendship. So everything put together. So exploring, exploring the theme of betrayal, like it could be seen in... I think it could, it could be seen with the mother, with her mother, with Afi's mother. It could be seen, it's, it was seen rather with Elikem. It was seen with, who else again? I think slightly it was seen with Evelyn. Yeah, but not so much. Um, the theme of motherhood, um, her mother, her mother, her mother was at some point through the book, 
I understood her mother's plight. But at some point, I was so upset because it was a typical Nigerian mother behavior, in my opinion. Like, that is how Afi's mother is had the typical Nigerian mother behavior. Like, I am your mother. I know more. Which, which is not a bad thing. I mean, you know more. It's not, it's not a bad thing. But, you know, you don't know what your child is passing through in a marriage because you're not in that marriage. So you can't say what, like, the child would definitely come to you for help, asking for advice. But where you're not ready to listen to what that child is going through, then there's nothing, there's nothing you can't actually say. So Afi's mom was actually a typical mother, like, typical Nigerian mother. And I think, let me, typical African mother, basically. And it it's... It's it um it made me remember my mom and all of my aunts and the way they always just behave, you know, the way old women behave. But yeah. <laughs> the rich versus the poor. So Auntie had some leverage or a lot of leverage over I feel that Auntie already I don't even know, I can't say she foresaw or foresee or what the English is. She saw into the future that Ellie Kim already had Mona. And then she decided that she wanted to help Afi's mom when her father passed on. This is just me speculating. But Auntie is a rich person from the Gayo family and she owns factories. She has three boys and one girl. And you know, she has some sort of or a lot of leverage over Afi's mom. Thus, making Afi and her mother really indebted to her, indebted to her, which was, well, it's still the normal way people feel towards their benefactors and people who give them assistance. But we fail to understand that the fact that people help you doesn't mean that they own you. Because that was the vibe Auntie was giving up, like she owns these people. But I like that... Um. Afi was able to break out from there and in in turn break her mother off from auntie's grip. Um friendship, I like um I like Mousy. Even though at some point I felt like she was shaky, you know, but I think she gave advice as a friend would. I think she also got the better end of everything. But I like the friendship between Afi and Mousy. I like that there was no um there was no female rivalry between them. That's one thing I liked. There was no female rivalry. I liked that even the friendship Afi cultivated with Evelyn, there was still no female rivalry. Like they went out of their way to help her. And that was something I loved. I loved the friendship she cultivated with her, with her um, trainer, her teacher, Sarah, who is a fashion designer. You rarely find that sort of relationship between employee and employer. You rarely, because most times, employees are always, I mean, employers are always feeling on top of the world. And there's, there's, even the employees get their own for body. They'll be feeling like, guy. I'm I'm worth I'm not I don't even know how to explain it, but those were friendships that I actually did like. The friendship she had with Afi, the fr- um, with Mausi, the friendship she had with Evelyn, and the friendship she had with Sarah. I liked that there was that friendship theme in it. I liked that there was a friendship theme in the book. 
which was really pretty and really good and really um sweet to see without rivalry um the entitlement so family entitlement so the family of the family of elikem did not have the liberty to come and go in his house because the other woman mona was in the house which after a while i got like you know with the book you would think that mona is a bad person oh god i'm giving you spoilers basically with family entitlement elikem's family were not able to come and go as they wanted to when mona was in the house but as soon as afi came into the house because she wanted to build their family relationship because she had been taxed to rebuild that relationship within the family she gave them that liberty to come and go as they pleased which was to me was quite wrong because a lot of people pointed it out that oh yeah they should be thanking you that they have the ability to come and go as they wanted to auntie comes at any time hanging around the cook and all that and all that and all that i understand muna's side i mean you can't just come into i'm married you can't just be coming into my house it's the same thing that uncle pius did by sending two children to like how how is that how is that done you don't guy that day and that was one thing i liked that elikem did he sent them back home you cannot just think that oh you're entitled to people's money because they are family it doesn't work that way because your child is married to a rich person you think that oh they now have the liberty to 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 train your other children as what that's one thing that in fact the uncle pius is just a madman like madman serious madman there's something wrong with him something absolutely wrong with him and that takes me into characters I liked Afi's character. I liked that she proved to be a very strong woman in the end. She did not stay to I liked the end did not give me what I want. What I would have hoped for rather. The end gave me something that I didn't expect. The end gave me something different. And that was it was a good end. It wasn't it, it, I don't think it was it incomplete. Well, it was more like a cliffhanger, but it was a good end. I liked I liked Afi. I liked that she actually grew into herself. Let me not even start with Elikem. After I finished hyping Elikem towards the middle of at the towards the middle of the book, after I finished hyping Elikem, that my god, this guy is doing so good. Yay! This guy. Elikem, my guy. The guy messed up. And that brings me to the fact that he was pampered. He was spoilt by his mother. He was he was handled like a baby. Which was all the mother's fault because if the mother had allowed him to do what he wanted to do, Afi would not have been drawn into this situation in the first place. There would have been peace in the house. But because the mother wanted that grip on her son, she wanted that grip on Elkem. She did everything at all costs to to um what's it called to try and separate Elkem from Mona. But at the end, to what what did he achieve? To what aim? To what goal? 
Elikem, Elikem was already a pampered child. He was, he, it was already seen from the book that he was a favorite child. He was pampered. I did, he just, he just, he, he made me so upset because it was somehow justifying the things that men do in marriages. Like, um, let me, let me look for, there was this part where she asked him something. Um, I can't recall where, um, where she was, um, she asked him that, do you, what if it was me who was with another man or who loved another man, something like that. And then he said, it's not the same. What is not the same? It is basically the same. I hate when men say that thing, especially when it comes to cheating and you're like, oh, so what if it's a girl that cheats? Do you expect, will you take her back and then you're going like, it's different. Are you mad? What is different there? So you cheat, we should give you free hand. But if a girl cheats, she's a whore, she's a this, she's a that, she's a whore. She's unfaithful, she's characterless, she is mannerless, she wasn't well brought up, she wasn't well trained. Like, when are we going to be done with that shitty stereotype? It's, it's, it, the book just justified everything that men do, that society overlooks or society turns a blind eye to every damn thing he himself in his own way he was entitled he wanted to is he eat his cake and have it or have his cake and eat it i don't know what that this thing is but if you hear this you understand what i'm talking about because he wanted he wanted to he wanted to have two 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 different kinds of cake he wanted to have fruit salad or should i say fruit salad maybe a burrito how 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 is that possible? You want to have food salad. You want to have it all. You have a child here. You like it makes no sense. Like I read this book at night when I got to the plot twist, and I was just like, Elikem is a bastard. Elikem is a bastard. Elikem is a bastard. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, and the funny thing is. When I got to that particular scene, like before this the the plot twist, I was already like, oh my god, something crazy is going to happen. Something crazy is going to happen. And then I was just reading on the day, oh shit, it has happened. I was just like, Elikem is a bastard. Elikem died a very horrible death. <laughs> and then <laughs> it was it was it was me just being I was just upset. Elikem is an upsetting character, to be honest. Very upsetting character. I don't even want to go into Yara. Like from the beginning, I really didn't like Yara. The way she was being described, I already felt that she was a snotty person. You get I already felt that she was going to be a snobbish human being. But you know, I just went with the flow. Um I already talked about Okopias. Okopias is just a is a good in his own way. So um I already talked of Evelyn. Evelyn, like I said, I like the friendship between Evelyn and Afi. I like that. While I felt like Evelyn was gaslighting, did gaslight um Afi to an extent. She still turned it around. Basically, every character here in this book was gaslighting Afi. 
because they made her they made her make promises that she couldn't keep i mean does that make sense Imagine going to a marriage and then you are being told that, oh yes, you have to do this, you have to do this so that your man will come back to you. My guy, it is somebody who wants to come back that will come back. It is somebody who wants to be tied down that will be tied down. Like you cannot force these things. You can't force it. So it was it was so much of a burden to her having to to cook, to clean to 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 not wear um wrapper to not ask too much questions because she don't want him to leave like make it make sense make it make sense like make it make sense it didn't make sense i hate when that is always the thing that happened to afi here having that burden having to carry that thing having to carry that that um load on her shoulders it didn't it didn't it it wasn't right and then moving on to setting so this book was set in ghana and i really loved all the meals that were highlighted here like every meal i think i already did highlight them and i feel like i'm going to check them out and find out how to make them and that is one thing i like about books that are set in a different um set in a different location from what i know you know set in a different region or country i like to learn about their cultures i like to learn about their meals because i like food so <laughs> yeah um so for the plots the marriage in this book was a plot was one plot you know because the first the first the opening line so first line of oh this makes first line friday the first line of this book is elikem married me in absentia he did not come to his wedding when <laughs> i wrote in my notes that this was the beginning of everything like it was when i read it i'm like how can you marry someone in absentia even you said that you are the wife that you are doing the marriage <laughs> my god in heaven knows that it can never be me absent what guy will go wait till you go come back on the wedding uh -uh. absentia as what are you a ghost? Are you dead? Are you bedridden? Are you in a hospital? Are you in a coma? Where are all these things? Her defiance at return to her mother's home was another plot in this book. I didn't see that coming. I'm not supposed to have to. Ugh, this is so spoiler. This is so spoiler, 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 spoiler. But yeah, that was another plot in the story. I liked all of the plots, like everything. I'm not going to list the plots because they're all just going to give you an insight into what the book is. But literally all of the plots that I got to pick out from this story, from the book, is what led to her final decision at the end of the book. It is everything. It was the build up the climax and everything that you know got her to the point at the book at the end of the book where she decided that nah the shit isn't going to work anymore and then she moved on um the 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 struggle that afi was faced with was saving her marriage and that and i, I still go back to this thing like it is not one person that saves a ship it is not the captain that saves a ship 
dead. The crewmen. See, a captain is not is is nothing without his crewmen. This is just me using. Um, this is the this is one analogy I can actually relate to. A, a captain is nothing without his crewmen. Marriage is a ship. There can't be two captains on a ship, which is fine. Hmm? But you have a what do they call them? When a captain has, I think, his second man or something. I forgot what they call them. But you know, he has his helpmeet basically on the ship, and together. They move the ship, coordinate it with the other crewmen. Let's assume the crewmen now in the marriage are the children or something. But you see, marriage is between two people who understand what they're going into, who understand the commitment that they're entering into. And then you saddle one person, one human being, one human who does not, who, who, who even if we're superman safe, you saddle that one person with the burden of saving a marriage that, first of all, happened with the groom is an absentia. A marriage where she really doesn't know who her groom is. She never met her groom before. You're already giving her burdens to carry. Ha. Ah, my guy, all hell will break loose. I just like and say, all hell will break loose. Also saddled with the responsibility of reviving and restoring the relationship between a mother and son. In my opinion, that relationship should have scattered, should have broken since. It's like, Afi was just, Afi was just, she was just used as, I don't even know whether that's a turntable, honestly. I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. Anyways, um, one thing I liked a lot of things that I found really, um, really fun about this book is the fact that Afi learned fashion design, and and um, I I liked it because it was something I could relate with. It was something I could resonate with, since I am a fashion designer. It's so amazing. Like there were so many things that were highlighted here. So, um, there were so many things that were highlighted here that, um, that we, I learned that I could resonate with in terms of fashion and stuff. Let me, let me see. Um, let me see if I can find it. Can I find, can I find, can I find? So she said something like, Sister Lizzie taught us all, taught all of us well. But she taught us the basics, how to cut and sew a straight dress or a dress with gathers or pleats with a round square or V neckline, how to sew a simple skirt and top or a plain cover and slit. But we hadn't learned how to sew trousers because in whole, few women ordered trousers and those who did went to the tailors. She hadn't taught us how to sew the kinds of covers that the tailors from the Togo and Côte d'Ivoire made. From Togo and Côte d'Ivoire made a strapless kind and a kind that wires threaded with wires threaded through the fabric so that it formed every shape imaginable on the human body. So this this that especially where she said taught us the basic how to cut and sew a straight dress. That was basically how I learned my own sewing. I was basically taught straight dress, dress regardless, pleats, round neck, square neck, v neck. And I actually even started, I started out by cutting 
baby sizes and actually using my hand to sew. So those are like basics I learned. I never learned six piece. I never learned trousers. Trousers came after I went for a second training. And then there was this statement she made. Um, and then when they say um, when they say sewing from um the um kabas that the tailors from Togo and Kodiva made, it also um solidified something I have always heard in the sewing um should I say the sewing industry that. Tailors from Togo, Cote d'Ivoire, and actually Senegal actually sew really well. And people will always say that if you want to learn how to sew so well, you should learn with Senegalese tailors. Basically, Togolese and Senegalese tailors, that's what I always hear. Basically, they are like, they are extra good. They are that good. So good. Um, There were, what other, there was, there was another thing I could resonate with. Uh, yeah. The Madina market. So the market where <laughs> she said, there I did Madina market, not the one near me with the inflated prices. There I did my shopping for the week with a kayayo by my side, balancing my purchases in a basin on her head for a small fee. So these ones are called Alabaro here in Balogo markets. I that, like when I read this passage, I just remembered Balogo Market. I'm like, God, yes, this is Balogo Market. This is Balogo Market. And then like, I was always happy to leave the market with this throng of people, all of whom seemed to be going everywhere and nowhere at the same time, like that market. You can't, you cannot be in that market and be working slowly. In fact, you can't even be in Lagos and be working slowly. Why are you working slowly? Like, are you pregnant? <laughs> you're pregnant you're working fast everybody's just always on the move and um there were so many things that i highlighted that um really 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 um that i loved about this book um what did i think of the writing so i the writing was pretty simple to me it was easy to understand it was easy to grasp that is and that is one thing i always look forward to in writing I like that um, your book is easy to get into. It is easy to assimilate and digest. It is easy to absorb, basically, you know, because it's your writing will be lost if or your writing will not reach its goal. I feel if um, the authors or if the readers barely engage with your books. I don't know if that makes sense. I feel like writing makes is a major key. So how, excuse me, how simplified your writing is, how easy it is for your, um, for your readers to connect with your book is a good thing. And a write and writing plays a very major um part in in a book. So I think that her writing was pretty simple. Was pretty easy to get into pretty easy to understand for me the re getting into the book was quite difficult not because of the writing but because i wasn't seeing so much action or drama as the case may be yet um did the book pace seem right so towards the middle i think from chapter five or eight i can't recall the pacing 
started off so the beginning the pacing felt right but it felt like it was dragging and i think that the author realized that it was probably dragging and decided to hasten things up but it was hastened in a very shabby way in my opinion so it was it was just going everything was just going fast 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 um um would you reconsider yes i would reconsider rereading this book sorry i'm reading the questions yes i would reconsider rereading this book if not for anything just to curse elikem again because elikem is a bastard that's just it if not for anything just to curse elikem again what other books did this remind you of oh my god this book reminded me of ogadima shit not because it had um, it had similar. Well, they had they have some similarities, but this book reminded me of Ogadima. Mary, Ogadima reminded me of Stay with Me. It reminded me of Second Class Citizen. My God, but you see Ogadima. It reminded me of Ogadima because every character in that book, even the Ogadima herself, that's the only difference. Even the Ogadima herself in that Ogadima was very foolish. It's me that saying she was very foolish. Not get sense. Not atom of sense. Even when she now became alright. To what 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 end? Even the alright self. We do not still understand the alright that she became. So yeah, his only wife reminds me of Ogadima. Um, what do I think of the book's title? I think that I don't know. The title just came. And from where the title popped up from, from where I saw the title, I was just like, eh, well, he tried. I didn't think that it fit. I mean, where it was placed anyways. But the title, the title, it made sense to an extent. You know, his only wife, you know, he talked of Afi wanting to be the only wife, actually. So it made sense to an extent. What I didn't understand was the cover. I mean, I would have liked that. You know, um, Afi and Muna had her own POV. I don't know. I get that it was just a story about Afi. But, you know, if we could have seen into Afi's and um, Muna's life. Because it had, two co- it had two female, like, it had two women on the cover. And I expected, what I was expecting was, okay, his only wife. So it's, like, going to be two women who want to be... The wife of some, I just wondered, I just felt like we wanted, I wanted to just see um more into Mona because the way the family portrayed her and then um, Afi finding out that she really wasn't what she was being put up to be, being, um, set, well, she really wasn't what she was um made to look like. So I would have loved to see her, her own, um, side or to hear her own side you know um how original and unique was the book i think it was pretty original and unique in its own way yeah i think i mean there might have been a story like this i have not read if there is any but it is really i mean it's tackling basically the same thing that most books some books have tackled like these books i mentioned marriage was pretty much a solid theme and but you know it tackled it from a different perspective again all in all this book was great there was something that was a statement that 
um um what's it called um evelyn mead so wait first of all Steph, let me even say that one of elikem's friend is a madman so he made a statement and that was my brother you don't have to choose man wasn't made to be with one woman you're a lion you should have an entire pride and I wrote, Ade is a problem with men and an extreme goat. And that is what he is. I don't know where it is written that... Man, man, where is it written that man must not be made... Is not made with one woman? Like, I don't even get it. And that's the basis of why men have that... That pompous and egotistical... Way around them to cheat and be unfaithful because they feel that women are theirs to conquer and they were not made for one woman. It makes no sense. Like, are you mad? Another thing was Evelyn said, Afi, even if he is with another woman, it is not the end of the world. Which man, especially one like your husband, does not have another woman? Even your uncle Pius, as old and useless as he is, has a girlfriend on top of his many wives. This was another indication that guy were giving these men liberty to do as they please, to do whatever they want. Were giving these men the the grace and the 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 the, the zeal to be to cheat and to have. Because, like, what is now the essence of marriage? So, what are we now saying about marriage? I mean, let's not even talk about relationships. Let's let's just talk about marriage. Since marriage is the premise and the basis of this book, what now are we trying to tell men that? Oh, yeah, you can you can you can have more than one woman. You can have a side chick. You can have, like, it it doesn't make any sense. It's it's stupid that every time, every time, a book brings us back into reality that this is what is happening and basically this is what is happening we're giving men too much free hand to feel that oh i can have more than one but when it when it reverses the case a woman is slandered she is belittled she's that is one of the celebrities that she do not have the f1 tree to come on Instagram and be doing Instagram live or video begging that his wife should forgive him because it's are you mad? Like, I don't know the guts that this man have. I digress. I really do digress. <laughs> I digress. Basically, his only wife is a book about marriage. A book about how men are given the liberty to do as they please is a book about one woman who wants to wield power in her home forgetting that when a woman marries a man she has become the woman of the house no longer the mother-in-law no longer her mother no longer anybody sister no the wife has become the woman of the house is a book on friendship and how women can still have friendship that is not saddled by jealousy, envy, betrayal. 
it's a book that women that shows that women can actually stand up for themselves, can actually pull themselves out of difficult situations. That shows that women know know that it is never too late to take a step and to take a stand. And really, his only wife, it's a very it did it passed the message along. That's just all I can say. It passed the message along and I'm so glad that this was a book club pick for the Indulgent Bibliophile Book Club. I'm so glad for that. Totally glad. Hey, so I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, please don't forget to share this podcast with any and everybody who would love to listen to this review. Um, share it on every platform. It is available on every platform. Well, not every platform, <laughs> but it's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast. I think it's on Deezer. I'm not sure yet, but please share, please like, please follow these podcasts on Spotify on and subscribe on Google Podcasts. I don't know what you're supposed to do on Apple Podcasts, but I think you're supposed to follow it too on Apple Podcasts. And if you... What again do they say in these things? <laughs> oh my God. Follow me on Goodreads. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter. I really tweet. I really tweet. But yeah, follow me on Twitter. Join the Indulgent Bibliophile Join the Indulgent Bibliophile Book Club if you want to read more exciting books like this one. I trust you. If you want book recommendations, check um, episode three, I think. Yeah, episode three to get book recommendations if you're starting out reading for the first time or you want to get back into reading or you just want easy, light to read. I recommended four books on there by Nigerian women authors. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoy enjoyed listening to me rant and rant and curse Elikem. Until my next episode, adios.